Amen. Praise the Lord, everyone. We bring you greetings once again from New Ransom Jesus Church. Amen. Thank God for all of you who may be watching us on YouTube, Facebook, and also listening to this podcast on Spotify. God bless you in the name of Jesus Christ. Um, this morning, uh, we're going to be uh, starting in the book of Psalms, chapter 130, and beginning at verse number one. Psalms 130. And verse number one. Thank you, Jesus. I want to talk to you this morning about God's forgiveness. God's forgiveness. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I thank God for his forgiveness. Thank you, Jesus. But if God do not forgive us, we are men most miserable and women most miserable. Thank you, Jesus. Forgiveness is, praise the Lord, something that has to be done when someone trespasses against you. Thank you, Jesus. If everything is all right and you don't trespass against me, there's nothing for me to forgive you of. Praise the Lord. You know, we have Psalms 130. If a husband does something against his spouse, he may need to ask her for forgiveness. But if he didn't do anything, there's nothing to ask for. Right? When we look at that in correlation with God, we all need forgiveness from God. Because we all have trespassed against God in some way, form, or fashion. And if God does not forgive us, we're going to find ourselves in hell. Praise the Lord. And hell is not a place that was made for us. Hell was made and created for the devil and his angels. But it's a consequence of mankind if we trespass against God. Praise the Lord. Amen. There are differences in the Bible we read, especially here in the book of Psalms. Praise the Lord. We read about, amen, the word trespass and iniquity and sin and transgression. And when we read these words... They all kind of mean the same. They, they have their own unique definition to them, but it all comes under the heading of disobedience. Do you know that's what got Adam and Eve kicked out of the garden? Was disobedience. Where does disobedience come from? It comes from when God says, don't do, and thou do. <laughs> right? The only way we know what wrong is, is because something, someone, which we know as God, has established what good is. Praise the Lord. And there's a problem with some of these people who are agnostic or atheists. Praise the Lord. They want to say that things are wrong and people are wrong. They'll, they'll all say child molestation is wrong. And you have a conversation say, well, if you don't believe in God, how do you know that that's wrong? Well, everyone knows that it's wrong. Well, how does everyone know that it's wrong? The only way you know that that is wrong is because someone has established what good is. That's right. And if you don't believe in God, then there's no good. Amen. If there's no God, there's no good, which means child molestation is just what it is. Nobody talks about a spider if a spider kills a fly that's in the web. Do anybody say, oh, that spider's a murderer? No, why? it's just the cycle of life. We look at it as the cycle of life, right? That's not wrong. Oh, the fly, you helped me out, fly. You helped me out, spider. Thank you for killing the fly. Now I'm going to kill you. <laughs> right? That, that's how murder would be if there was no good established. Murder would just be like a, fly, a, a, a spider killing the fly. Oh, psh, it, it's nothing. It's just the cycle, right? But when you do something against another human, because God has created us in his image, 
and he has established what good is. Praise the Lord. That's how we understand what wrong is. Because we know what good is. Praise the Lord. Amen. So, trespass. I'm going to throw a definition out here to you real quick. Trespass means to cross the line. That makes sense, right? People put signs on their houses and on their fences that says no trespassing. And if you cross the line, they can call the cops and you get your behind in jail. <laughs> huh? Amen. Or a citation or something, right? Praise the Lord. Trespass, to cross the line. When we say trespass and we need God's forgiveness, that means we God has established a line and we have what? Crossed it. Praise the Lord. Now, when you think back in your life, there are some things that you have done as individuals that you need God to forgive you for. Hallelujah. Amen. And the thing that we do as humans is that we like to label sin. We like to label that lying is less of a sin than murder. Right? If, if, if I ask anybody that, right? What's worse, murder or lying? Everybody would say what? Murder. 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 <laughs> huh? Right, right. And that's exactly what I'm trying to establish. In God's eyes, in the human eyes, we look at taking a person's life worse than telling the lie. Or taking a person's life worse than homosexuality. Right? Taking a person's life is worse than stealing something. Right? We look at it like that. But in God's eyes, he's looking at it as, you just trespassed. All of it is a what? A trespass. All of it, you have crossed the line. And when you look at it like that, it's just like the sister said. No sin is greater than the other. Right? Why? Because they all have crossed the line. Praise the Lord. Now we need God to forgive us. Amen. We cross the line in our thoughts. We cross the line with our words. Hmm? We cross the line with our attitudes many times a day. <laughs> Praise the Lord. The Bible says, be angry and sin not. Some people got wrath within them. And that attitude and that wrath, praise the Lord, is causes them. It's in your heart. Wrath is in the heart. Well, I ain't been, I ain't been smoking and drinking, Pastor. But you got wrath in your heart. <laughs> you, you got hatred in your heart. See, those are things that are inside of a person that you can't physically see them doing. Right? But it's still crossing the line. Ain't that something? Amen. So that's why we should ask God for forgiveness. Amen. So here we are. Psalms 130 and verse 1. Out of the depths have I cried unto thee, O Lord. Praise the Lord. Lord, hear my voice. That's what we all need, ain't it? Thank you, Jesus. Lord, hear my voice. Some of you are going through some things in life and you need God to hear you. Praise the Lord. You want God to hear you. Sometimes life is tough. Well, maybe I'm not living in the same world I live in, but sometimes life is tough. And, and, and sometimes it takes you saying, I need to just take some time and talk to God. Now, I know people say it all the time. I pray to God all the time. I, I pray to him when I wake up. I pray to him in the middle of the day. I pray before I go to sleep. I say, well, you better than me because sometimes I forget to pray when I get up. <laughs> sometimes I forget to thank him when I get up. I thank God every single day. I be sitting there looking at him like, you ain't nothing but a hypocrite. You ain't talked to God probably in a week. <laughs> but when they talk to pastor they got to sound good in front of pastor they don't even come to church there'd be people out in the streets drunk I talk to God all the time well if you talk to God why didn't you tell you to put the alcohol bottle down huh 
if you talk to God, talks to me. Does he really? Why he ain't told you to repent? Why he ain't told you to turn from your unrighteousness? If God talked to you, God leads me wherever I go. Right? He tell me what store to go to and which one not to go to. <laughs> People say stuff like that. Yeah. They do. I said, are you lying? Shut your mouth, you liar. Right. Yeah. God ain't talking to you that much. He don't even talk to me that much. Seriously. But people say stuff like that. Have y'all ever heard people say stuff like that? They say stuff like that. That's like, well, well, if God talked to you that much, why he ain't told you to let go of your second husband, your second wife? If God talked to you and tell you what store to go to, why he ain't told you to stop buying that Jack Daniels? <laughs> why he ain't told you to stop going to the weed man? I mean, back in the day, we used to call it reefer. <laughs> Smoking that reefer. <laughs> Black and miles. Strawberry. <laughs> Boasting about how tight they can roll it up. And lick it. <laughs> I'm telling you. Yeah. If God is talking to people that much, why are they not living right? Don't that make sense? Oh, I'd be wanting to bust them in their face with it too. Ooh, I'm like, well, Lord, I need to hold back. But there comes a time I bust people right in the dome with it. I had a guy standing outside our church when we was on 3050 Prospect. I came out today outside at the bus stop and. Uh, I walk out there and say, hey, man, I want to invite y'all to church. Oh, you the pastor? Yeah. He's sitting there smoking a cigarette. He said, oh, man, I'm a pastor, too. You should let me come in there and holler a little bit. I want to get in my pulpit and holler. I looked at him right in his face and said, you a pastor? And you smoking that? Well, you know, we all got something we got to work on. I said, not that. Huh? Not that. Bust him right in his face with it. I was just at the bowling alley Friday night. I, I done got a little niche for bowling, y'all. <laughs> I've been wanting to go every day. Praise the Lord. So I went on Friday, and this guy in the lane beside me, and he liked my jacket I had on. I had one of them race car jackets on. And he said, Man, where you get that from, man? I be, I love them things. Uh, one hat, one hat, leather on the stuff. Talking about the jacket. <laughs> if you see this, I'm just telling the story, brother. This is what happened. But <laughs> I said, uh, he said, so I, I grabbed one of my flyers and gave it to him. I said, hey, man, I passed the church here in Raytown. I want you to come in and visit. And right when I came up to pastor, him, he had a cup in his hand, had the pitcher of beer, pouring it over. I said, hey, man, I want to invite you to church. Oh, man, I'm a deacon. I said, oh, really? Where at? <laughs> such and such, Leavenworth. I said, oh, okay. And I'm sitting here thinking, I, I ain't going to tell y'all name. I don't want to embarrass. I'm going to just tell the story. I said, uh, oh, okay. Um, he said, uh, such and such, Leavenworth. And then I said, uh, and then he said, yeah, man, I be telling people, man, man, you got to be. Now, he stopped what he said. He said, now. I do drink every now and then. I do drink every now and then. Poured it over in the cup, put the cup down. I said, in my head, I said, you know drinking is wrong. Because if drink, if there was water you was pouring in your cup, you wouldn't have stopped and said, you know, I drink water every now and then. <laughs> right? If it was soda, a Sprite, he wouldn't have said, oh, you know, I drink soda every now and then. But because it's alcohol and there's some conviction he's having, he stopped to say, Oh, you know, I, I drink every once in a while, every now and then. Like, that's how you know it's wrong. You're trying to justify it by saying, well, I can drink as long as I don't get drunk. Everybody ever heard that before? Yeah. I can drink as long as I don't get drunk. That's a lie from the pits of hell. You have trespassed and crossed the line and you need God to forgive you. He can do it. Now, I used to drink. <laughs> Y'all ain't know that, did you? 
pastor was a drunk. <laughs> oh, yes, I was. Mm -hmm. 1800 vodka. Hmm? That was me. That was my drink. I like that because it was clear. I didn't like that brown stuff. That brown liquor was nasty to me. <laughs> tequila, yeah, that's what I meant. Tequila, tequila. I'm sorry, thank you. Look, I don't forgot. Yeah, you was on that moonshine. <laughs> they call that in in the woods. <laughs> Y'all know what I'm talking about. <laughs> that's what they used to call it. At least that's what my bishop said. He used to drink that moonshine. Praise the Lord. So I, I had that tequila 18. I liked it because I could take one shot and I'd be toe up from the flow up. <laughs> One shot. I would always take two, but I, I knew I was good with one. Yeah, but I took two. Praise the Lord. And I had a little process. Yeah, I, know I had a process. I, I see. Then what I would do? I would do this. I knew I, I wanted to get I wanted to get drunk, but I didn't. I wanted to get drunk, but I didn't like the taste of a lot of it. Beer, nasty, but I chug it down real quick just because I want to feel that buzz. So this is what we do. I would have this girl. I wasn't old enough to go buy it, so we was in college, and I would give her the money. She would go buy it for us. And she would give me two Smirnoffs, Smirnoffs, because I like how that tastes, right? And then we had a tequila. So I drink the Smirnoff because I like how it tastes. Now I take the tequila in order to get toe up. <laughs> Yeah, and one of the guys across the hall from me was drinking from 9 in the morning to about 11 at night. And he was a little short, skinny guy. They had to call the ambulance because he had alcohol poisoning. Yeah, they said if we would have waited about five more minutes to call, he would have died right there in the dorm room. Yeah, yeah. See how that will affect your body? You, you drink alcohol and it gets into your blood. I ain't even mean to stay on alcohol this day, y'all. I just wanted to talk about forgiveness, but maybe somebody need to hear this. It, it gets in your bloodstream. And, and and people say, well, I could drink one. I was having a conversation with somebody the other day, the other week. And they said, well, as long as you don't get drunk or something like that. I said, now, how fair would this be? I drink one beer and I'm not drunk. Let's say Sarah right here, it's her first time drinking, so that one beer will tear her up, won't it? Half of it will. Half of it will. But she drink one beer and get drunk. I drink one beer since my body's used to it. I don't get drunk. We both die. God going to send me to heaven and send her to hell, but we both trespass with one beer? Does that even seem fair? We both have one beer. She go to hell and I go to heaven. Is that fair judgment? No. No. The only reason why I'm not toe up like Sarah toe up is because I've been drinking longer than Sarah had been drinking. And my body has gotten used to it. That's the only difference. That's the only difference. So now that dispels the fact of well, you can drink as long as you don't get drunk. You always get drunk. Always. You might not feel the effects of, oh, I've been wobbly and my head hurting. I'm about to vomit. You might not feel those effects, but it immediately starts to have an impact on you. Praise the Lord. It gets in your bloodstream. Amen. So that's the issue with people who say you can drink as long as you don't get drunk. How God going to judge us fairly if we both had one beer and died at the same time? Praise the Lord. All right. Here we go. Verse 2. I'm sorry. I really ain't, but I don't know why I went down that tangent, but it's, um, she said for a reason. I, I bet it was, but I don't know who I'm talking to. It might be somebody out there on Facebook or Spotify. Amen. But you got to cut, cut the, got to cut out the drink, drinking. Have to cut it out. Yes. If drinking was not wrong, why did God deliver me from it? That's right. Let me say that again. That's if drinking is not wrong, 
why did God deliver me from it? Because it's wrong. Need deliverance. Just like the homosexual need deliverance. Right? Just like the fornicator needs deliverance. Just like the liar needs deliverance. Right? God is willing to forgive. He's willing to cast all your sins away into the sea of forgiveness and remember them no more. That's forgiveness. That's love. Praise the Lord. See, forgiveness causes love. Or let me say it this way. Love is wrapped up in forgiveness. Oh, yeah. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Jesus said this in Matthew chapter 26 and verse 26. This is my blood of the New Testament which was shed for many for the remission of sins, for the forgiveness of sin. The reason Jesus shed his blood was for the forgiveness of sin. And that's how God showed his love towards us. Praise the Lord. So love is wrapped up in forgiveness. In order to forgive someone, you have to love them. I didn't say you had to get along with them. You had to love them. Right? <laughs> Praise the Lord. But the Bible does says, as much as with relieth within you, live peaceably with every man. Now, I don't know about y'all, but some people make that hard to do. Trying to live peaceably with everyone, some people make that hard to do. That don't mean I can't love them. But that don't mean I have to sit there and call you every day either. Right? right. right. Amen. In order for me to live peaceably with you means I don't got to communicate with you that often. That's what it's going to have to be. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to sit there arguing with you every single night Amen. about the same single thing. Amen. Praise the Lord. Yeah. Arguing with you about the same thing. Merry go round. We just talked about this last night. We ain't done with that yet. Come on. When are we going to get off the merry-go-round? Got me crying at night because we're arguing. Got me fierce because we're arguing. I don't like it. Some people like that stuff. They do that just to get on your nerves. They know what buttons to push, what words to say, what time. They know exactly what to do. Praise the Lord. Do y'all not think I know what gets on my wife's nerves? I know. And I know when to, what to say and when to say it and when to do it in order to make her a little bit of agitated. I know. Because I do it. <laughs> yeah, I do. And, and she probably know the same thing about me. She'll make me mad that often. <laughs> she don't. Praise the Lord. Man, you start talking about you start talking about the, the pastor's wife and everybody wanna look at it, see how she reacting. Everybody look back at her, look at her. Stare at her. Just stare at her like five seconds. Look at her. She's about to crawl under the chair. <laughs> All right. Verse two. Psalms one thirty and verse two. Y'all cut the arguing out. You don't have to argue with people. That's right. It takes two to argue, don't it? Yeah. Y'all right. know what I do sometimes when I'm angry and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm mad and my wife might be saying some stuff? Let's no. <laughs> that might be a good solution. Yeah. I just sit down and be quiet. Oh, it eats me up not to say nothing. But I'm like, if I say something, I know it's going to make the situation worse. Amen. Let me just That's be right. quiet. Praise the Lord. And you know what we good about? About an hour or two later, or sometimes, Lord, when we know that things have died down, we'll come out together and say, can I say something to you real quick? Earlier today, you were saying this, this, that, and other. But I want you to know the reason I did this, this, that, and other is because of this is what my thought process was. And now we're able to listen to each other and talk. But in the heat of the moment, I could have just 
went off and said it aggressively and loudly and right. it wouldn't have got nowhere and it wouldn't have got heard. That's right. No See? About learning how to work together. Yeah. All right. Verse two. Lord, hear my voice. Wife, hear my voice. I'm just playing. <laughs> oh, Lord. Lord, hear my voice. Let thine ears be attentive to the voice of my supplications. Now, what is a supplication? A rhetorical question. I'm going to tell you what it is. A su supplication. You have prayer and supplications. Supplication. I remember that with the word supply. Supplications. Supply. Supplication is when you talk to God because you need him to supply something for you. That's what supplication is. Okay. So he says, attentive to the voice of my supplication. So David here is saying, Lord, I need something from you. Amen. Yeah. Verse three. That's right. Thou, Lord, shouldest mark iniquities. Hallelujah. If you take note of iniquities, O Lord, who shall stand? My God. Y'all read that again. Yeah. Uh, I read it. If thou, Lord, shouldest mark iniquities, O Lord, who shall stand? He's asking a question. If God mark and number our trespasses, our sins, our iniquities, he said, who going to stand before you? That's why we need his forgiveness. Because if God don't forgive nobody, nobody going into glory. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Now, we were talking about trespass earlier, right? Yeah. Trespass means what? No trespassing. What does it mean? You cross the line, right? Now, iniquity. He said, if you mark iniquities, right? Remember, all this is under the heading of disobedience. Under disobedience, you have sin, trespass, iniquities, transgressions. Here is iniquities. Here's the definition of iniquity. So y'all got trespass. Trespass means to cross the line, right? Iniquity is more deeply rooted. Iniquity is this. It refers to a premeditated choice. It refers to a premeditated choice. To commit iniquity is to continue without repentance. Premeditated. Do y'all ever heard the story about, uh, um, who was it? Was it David and the woman Bathsheba? Bathsheba? Yes. David was on his rooftop. He was king. He looked off the rooftop and saw Bathsheba, the most beautiful woman, bathing herself. He's sitting there staring at her, watching her bathe herself. So he called his people and said, hey, who's that woman down there? They said, oh, that's Uriah's wife. He said, right, go, go get Bathsheba and bring her to me. And they said, but king, that's Uriah's wife. Uriah is one of your soldiers who's fighting at the war that you got him fighting. You want his wife? Bring her here. David laid down with Bathsheba and got her pregnant. Uriah, I found, found this in the book of uh, uh, 2 Samuel chapter 11. Uriah is that war fighting? When David found out his that Uriah's wife Bathsheba was pregnant, he tried to fix the situation. You know what? Go get Uriah from battle and bring him here. And when they brought Uriah to King, hey King, how you going? I'm doing good. King David started asking about the war. How's the war doing? How are things progressing with the war? Okay, well since you're here, go home and be with your wife. Go be with her, and then you can go back to war tomorrow. Praise the Lord. If you know the story, you know Uriah was a committed and devout soldier. That's right. Uriah told King David, no, sir, my, my men are back there fighting in the war. I am not going to come and lay down and have pleasure with my wife when they out there fighting. Right. So Uriah slept on the front porch. But see, David wanted Uriah to go and sleep with his wife so that when she jumps up and say that she's pregnant, she can say, the baby's yours, Uriah. Right? Y'all see it? 
Praise the Lord. The baby's yours. Amen. Praise the Lord. Good to see you. So, when Uriah slept on the front porch, now this is all premeditated, right? He's thinking this whole process out. This is iniquity. We have Psalms 130. He's thinking this whole process out, right? So now, he said, bring Uriah back to me. David started getting Uriah drunk with wine. Here we go with that wine again, right? Start getting him drunk with wine, hoping that if he gets drunk, he'll go down there and sleep with his wife. But Uriah didn't do it. All this is premeditated, right? Now, since he wouldn't go sleep with his wife, David said, all right, here's a letter. Take it back to the captain or whoever. The, I've got the title of the person. Take it back to your captain, Uriah. And, and, and I wrote him a letter, deliver it to him. Uriah takes this letter, but Uriah didn't know that he was delivering his own death letter to his captain. The letter stated, put Uriah at the hottest part of the battle. On the front line. So captain put Uriah on the front line. And guess what happened? They slew him. They killed him. Uriah died. Now David feeling like, well, her husband dead. I ain't got no man to give account to. This is all what? Premeditated. This is what iniquity is. It's premeditated sin. See? But see, all the, and that's right, Brother Washington. Although he didn't have a man to give an account to, he had God to give an account to. There was a prophet that came to Uriah, to David. And said, oh, king, I got a question for you. He said, there was a man who had one sheep. There was another man who had many sheep, a hundred sheep. I can't remember the number. Many sheep. Or lamb, whatever. He said, king, the man who had a hundred sheep took away the one lamb from the other person and left him with none. What should be done to this man? And King David said, oh, he should be killed and he should give back tenfold and laid all these rules out of what should be done. And the prophet looked at him and said, King, the man is you. God know how to get us, don't he? Hey, brother. He know how to get us. You got to give an account to God. Don't worry about what man is saying. Huh? Don't worry about what man is saying. You got to walk with God for yourself. Way with what people think about you. Way with what family and friends don't say about you. You are going to have some people that's going to talk about you behind your back and in front of your face, but you stay strong keeping your faith and your walk with God pure and holy. Glory to God. I have family members who, my God, they, I ain't going to say they turn their back on me, but they act different now. They act different because of my stance with God. Oh, yeah. I have preachers in my family, probably some deacons in my family. Oh, some religious people in my family. But ain't none of them saved. Oh, yeah. Ain't none of them saved. They pastoring. I got women in my family pastoring. That don't supposed to be. But guess what? They're not saved. According to what the scriptures say. They think that they're forgiven, but they're not. Because they won't obey what God has said. Amen. Repent. Be baptized in Jesus name. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Thank you Jesus. Amen. Oh yeah. So here in Psalms 130. Again, if y'all want to read that story about uh, David and Uriah. You can write it down or text me later. I can give it to you. But it's 2 Samuel chapter 11. 2 Samuel chapter 11. Very interesting story. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it'll keep your attention when you read it. Read it several times. Yeah. So we have here Psalms 130 and verse 3. 
If thou, Lord, markest iniquities. The reason we got off on that story because we were talking about what iniquity is. Iniquity is premeditated sins. David's sin was premeditated. He thought it out. This David right here that's writing this book, Psalms 130, he's the one that committed that sin with Bathsheba. That's him. This is him. He also wrote in Psalms 139 after the sin of Bathsheba. He wrote in Psalms 139. He said, Lord, where can I flee from thy presence? Where can I go from your spirit? He said, if I go into the uttermost parts of the earth, behold, you are there. If I make my bed in hell, Lord, you are there. He wrote that after his sin with Bathsheba because he recognized, yes, I killed Uriah, but God is watching me. I can't go nowhere from his presence. Praise the Lord. So here in Psalms 130, he said, if thou shouldest mark iniquities, if you take note of our sins, our iniquities, our disobedience, oh, Lord, who shall stand? Who going to stand before you if you put all that stuff up before us? Verse 4, but there is what? Ha, <laughs> ha! Praise the Lord. Let's just shout off of that one. Hallelujah. There is what? Forgiveness. That's what I want y'all to know. There's forgiveness. I don't care what you've done. What I say? I say this quite a bit. Oh no! I don't care what you've done, where you've done it, or who you did it with. God will forgive you. Oh yeah, there's forgiveness. But there's forgiveness with thee, that thou mayest be feared, that you may be reverenced. Amen. I wait for the Lord. My soul doth wait. And in his word do I hope. Praise the Lord. Go to Acts chapter 5. Acts chapter 5. When you have that, I want you to find verse number 30. Mm -hmm. Acts chapter 5 verse 30. Yeah, thank God for our Facebook viewers and all of you who may be watching on YouTube. Amen. And also thank God for all of those who may be listening to this service on pot on our podcast on Spotify. Amen. Acts chapter five, verse number 30. I bet Brianna said I ain't coming back to that church no more. Hey, that's a that's a boring preacher. I am. She see, she said it's okay. She said it's okay. Praise the Lord. I'm just playing. <laughs> Amen. Verse 30, Acts chapter 5, verse 30, where you have it say, I'm with you. The God of our fathers raised up Jesus, whom ye slew and hanged on a tree. Thank you, sir. Him hath God exalted with his right hand to be a prince and a savior. To be a prince and a what? A savior. For to give repentance to Israel and what? Forgiveness of sins. Hmm? Amen. Forgiveness. Forgiveness. Verse 33 or 32. And we are his witnesses of these things. And so is also the Holy Ghost, whom God hath given to them that what? Not disobey, but what? Obey. obey him. Obey. Obey. Some of y'all like to cook with that, right? Obey. <laughs> obey seasoning. Y'all like that? <laughs> you go to D.C., they put obey on everything. Washington, D.C.? Yeah. They, I'm just playing on the words right now. We know obey. We're talking about obeying God, obedience. But obey. Oh, you go to D.C., they've got obey French fries. They fried the french fries. Instead of putting salt and pepper, they put obey on them. Yeah. Chicken would obey. Hamburgers would obey. A lot of stuff got to obey up there. It'd be good. It's good. But obey. <laughs> Maybe it'd be a TikTok. <laughs> Y'all need to obey God. 
y'all have seen the uh the videos going uh that was going uh I don't know if it was viral I guess it was viral. Um talking about shout. They had to <laughs> they take the bottle of shout, the the stain remover shout, and they'll walk up at like they spread it on people and then the person goes shouting like they shouting for God. <laughs> You'll be like, shout and they spray it, you're supposed to shout. <laughs> we do something like that with obey. <laughs> Praise the Lord. All right, forgiveness. Forgiveness. Praise the Lord. Go to uh 2 Peter chapter 3. 2 Peter chapter 3. We're gonna get our scriptures out of the way here. And uh find verse number um eight. 2 Peter chapter 3, verse number 8. Amen. Praise the Lord. We'll read verses 8 uh, and 9. 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 8 and 9. Again, we're talking about forgiveness. Okay? Forgiveness. 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 8. It says, but beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing, that one day is with the Lord as a thousand years and a thousand years as one day. Ain't that amazing? One day with God is like a thousand years and a thousand years with God is like one day. Praise the Lord. Amen. So we're in year 2023, right? So in God's eyes, there's only been two days. Ain't that something? Two days. Verse uh, 9. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise. As some men count slackness. Ain't men slack sometimes? They can't keep their word. But as long suffering. Let's start over. Verse 9. But the Lord is not slack concerning his promise. As some men count slackness. But as long suffering to us, Ward, that means towards us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Now, that word long suffering, but as long suffering towards us, that means he's patient with us. He's patient with us, and that's important because if God wasn't patient with us, we'd be dead. We'd be dead. Just like you may be patient with your children. I told you to stop. Didn't I tell you to stop? All right, I tell you. You give them warning after warning after warning. Next, you pour that rod of correction. I said, didn't I tell you to stop? <laughs> right? Yeah. Some of y'all might do people like that. I told you to stop. Bow! I said stop, right? You got to be patient with that. <laughs> I don't recommend just swinging off. We used to call it stealing off on people. <laughs> Uh, and by between the age of 28 and 45 that know about stealing off <laughs> yeah. did they used to call that that we all were growing up still, I'm going to steal off on you right. we used to say, is it a, say hey bro go steal off and I'll follow up hey, boom you follow up bow, bow. <laughs> you steal off and I'll follow up <laughs> oh lord yeah, you got to be long-suffering, yeah. uh, patient. You want God to be patient with you, right? Yeah. Then why do you want to be patient with others? Patient, long-suffering. It's not his will that any should perish, but that all come to repentance. That's why he's long-suffering with us. That's why he's patient with us, because he don't want you to die and go to hell. He don't want you to perish. Praise the Lord. But it's his will that you come to repentance. Now, what is repentance? Repentance is turning from your unrighteousness. I'm heading in one direction, the wrong way. You see all the signs popping up. Wrong way, wrong way. Y'all drivers, right? You see the sign pop up, say wrong way. That make you unsettled, right? If you see the sign facing you, it say wrong way. Oh, shoot. Don't say the other S word. Say shoot. <laughs> oh, shoot. <laughs> Some of y'all be like, oh, and God say, I got to forgive you now. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> Y'all working God over. 
Why y'all keep doing stupid stuff and God keeps saying, here go, here go Brianna again. Here go Pastor Brandon again. Here go Brother Washington again. I keep seeing your name. All right. He long suffering. Hmm? But thank God he don't mark iniquities because none of us are staying. Well, he will, but you got to go the forgiveness route. We're going to talk about the forgiveness route, okay? We're going to talk about the forgiveness route, then we'll close. There are people who are going to have iniquities marked because they didn't do what they were supposed to do. Now, there is forgiveness with God, like David said, right? How do we get forgiveness? I'm going to show you two things here. Go to 1 John, not the Gospel of John, but 1 John. You have Peter start turning backwards to the right toward Revelations, and you're going to see John. If you get to Revelations, you went a little bit too far. Just flip back about five pages. Go to Revelations, flip backwards the other way about five pages, and you'll start to see John. 1 John, 2 John, 3 John. We want 1 John chapter, I believe it's chapter 2. I'm going to verify in a second. Oh, where yet? Where yet? Where yet? <clears throat> All right, 1 John chapter 2. Help me out here. Somebody, somebody Google this. Y'all got y'all phones out? Google this for me. Um, God forgive. Um, he confesses sins. He's faithful and just to forgive. Confess your sins. He's faithful and just to forgive. Everybody don't look at one time now. It's First John something. I can't um, find it here. Confess your sins. Uh-huh. Chapter one, eight and nine. There we go. All right. Thank you, sir. Thank you, uh, Deacon Google. <laughs> That's what Pastor Minton be saying. He said, let me check Deacon Google real quick. Like I can't remember where it's at, so let me look it up. <laughs> he said, I go over there sometimes too. <laughs> Ooh, Pastor Google. Nah. Don't let Google pass it. You'll find on you'll find yourself in a mess. Oh yeah, I had to tell a lady that one time. Uh, I was teaching her the word, and she done went to the internet trying to find reason to prove to me that I'm wrong. I said okay, so she bring bring an article back, and I didn't explain that to her. Like, no, that ain't right. This is what the Bible say. Praise the Lord. Then. Start talking about something else. She come back. She sent me a long text message. I said, this don't sound like her words. Don't you know I copied her text message and put it in Google. And the very article that she read popped up. And it was word for word verbatim what she sent me trying to make it sound like her. And I said, you want me to be a pastor or you want the internet to be your pastor? For real, pastor. For real? And I ain't seen the sense. Well, what you doing anyway? Letting the internet pass. I'm telling you what the Bible say. And you ain't even, I mean, you go find an article that some other pastor that wrote. It's talking different. Hey, okay, whatever. <laughs> Lord. People something else. When they don't want to obey the word of God, they want to find a way to wiggle out. Because they don't want to obey you put you put them in a little hole, a narrow way, and they say, "Now nah, I got to go to that broad way, the wide way." All right, First John chapter one, verse eight. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is what? It ain't in you. If you say 
I ain't sin. I ain't got no sin. He said, the truth ain't in you. Praise the Lord. And who's the truth? <laughs> Jesus. I am the way, the truth, and the life. Praise the Lord. Look at verse 9. If we confess our sins, he is what? Faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. All right? Confess your sins, right? Now, so we're going to talk about two ways of forgiveness. This is one way. Okay? When you, this story right here, this scripture right here is talking to people who is already saved. If you're saved, baptized in Jesus' name, filled with the Holy Ghost, this is for you. Confess your sin. What does confess mean? Tell it like it is. Tell, it like it is. Tell the truth. Now that takes some humility, don't it? You got to take your pride out the way and say, you know what? I done jacked up. I done up. <sighs> Judge, I did it. I did the crime. I'll do the time. <laughs> right? That's confessing. Right? I did it. That is not repentance. See, repentance and confession is two different things. Repentance is turning from your sin. Confession is admitting that you did wrong. This scripture here is written to the church. People who are already saved. You're already filled with the Holy Ghost, right? God has already saved you, but you ain't going to be perfect. So he said, well, when you mess up, I still got forgiveness for you. But I need you to do something. You already been washed in my blood. I've already washed your sins away, but now you just trespassed. Come on and talk to me. You trespassed. You crossed the line again. So now I need you to admit to me that you have crossed the line and I forgive you. This is not for sinners. I want to make that clear. This scripture here is not for a sinner. This is for people who've obeyed Acts chapter 2 and verse 38. Repent, got baptized in Jesus' name, got a spiritual with the Holy Ghost. You got the Holy Ghost, you mess up. Confess it to God, and he'll forgive you. Yeah, praise the Lord. Cross the line. I crossed the line this weekend. I said, Lord, dang, I done jacked up, Lord, forgive me. Dang, I did it. It was something simple. I was going to tell y'all what it was. <laughs> I'm going to tell you. We were taking these bags of leaves. Me and my son taking these bags of leaves yesterday. And I counted the bags I had in my car. And I wasn't 100% sure. So I counted them. I was, you know, let me put one more in there. I had 13 big bags of leaves. I put one more in there. That makes how many? 14. 14, right? So I get over to the leaf brush drop-off place on uh, 40 Highway. And, and, I, and the lady said, was well, $2 a bag? And I said, I said, well, I said, on the website, it said it's free. She said, the one on Raytown Road is free. So if y'all ever got to drop off brush or leaves and stuff like that, Raytown Road is free. And I think uh, Chateau Traffic, the one out there, Choteau, that one's free on Saturday. So I said, like, how far is the one from Raytown? Well, I look it up, it's 15 miles. 16 minutes. I was all right, I'm going to go ahead and pay for these, and I'll just take the other 13 bags I got at home to the free one, right? She said, how many bags you have? I said, uh, I, I think it's 13, because I counted 13 at first, right? I done lied. I knew it was 14. <laughs> I was trying to save $2. <laughs> I said, uh, I, I think it's 13. Okay, $27. I guess taxes and stuff. And I dropped them off. I'm like, damn. And I walked up. I'm like, you know what? I really think it was 14, though. So I'm driving. I said, damn, Lord, I don't lie. I said, Lord, forgive me. Lord, I done jacked up. Trying to, and, I, and I was sitting there thinking, I'm like, I lied over $2? $2? 
I'm like, she said a little fox. That's right. <laughs> but now I'm making myself a little vulnerable this morning, but I want to let you know, like, that's who this is for. We're not going to be perfect. Right? We're not going to be perfect. Huh? Well, no, I was saving $2. No, because you spent gas. That's true. That's true. I guess if I would have drove it over, I wouldn't have spent $28 in gas, though, but I was on the time crunch. Because <laughs> I had to get him to an event. But see, we ain't going to be perfect, right? So this scripture this weekend was for me. It was for me. Verse 8, if we say that we have sinned, we, de- we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. And the truth is not in us. So I sinned, right? Verse 9, if we confess our sins, and that's what I did. I'm driving. I put my head down and said, Dad, Lord, I done lied to that lady. I admitted that I did it wrong. I confessed. He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Now, some of y'all are going to say, I ain't going back to that past. I ain't listening to him. He a liar. I ain't no liar. Not when it comes to the word of God. <laughs> I'm going to tell you the truth when it comes to this. I'm just letting you know what one of my flaws this weekend was. I ain't have to tell you that. I ain't have to make myself vulnerable and tell you that. Now, if you leave because of that, then that's your fault. I got the truth for you. And you're going to go to hell because you ain't going to do what I tell you to do when it comes to the Bible about salvation. Because of a little $2 I lied about. <laughs> <laughs> that's your decision <laughs> that's right. I was letting you know how the Bible worked yeah. and guess what you sitting there judging me for my lie and you just sit down and lay down and have sex with people that ain't your spouse <laughs> you got sin in you too that you ain't told nobody about don't talk about my little lie <laughs> <laughs> All right. I ain't going to that church no more yeah, well don't come back it's your fault. <laughs> I'm just preaching the truth. I'm just keeping it real with you. And guess what? The next church you go to, he didn't did some sin. And the next church you go to, he didn't did some sin. And the next church you go to, he didn't did some sin. And he's sitting there trying to find a perfect preacher. You ain't going to find him. You ain't going to find no perfect preacher. You ain't going to find no perfect church. Praise the Lord. Yeah, we like we strive for perfection. We strive to be perfect. Yeah. Praise the Lord. But you ain't gonna find it. Because the day you find a perfect preacher is Jesus. Amen. Standing in the pulpit. Yeah. <laughs> the last man that was perfect, they crucified him. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So this scripture here is for people who are already saved. And I just gave y'all an example of myself. People who are already saved. You confess your sins, and God said, I forgive you. So I've been forgiven. Because I had that, I had that conversation with God. When I pulled out, I said, Dad, I think it really was 14, Lord. Like, I done told that lady. Now, to ver- I could have went back and counted again, right? But I, I figured I counted right, and I just added another, and I should have told her 14. This is one way for forgiveness. People who are already saved. Let's get the last one. We'll close. Acts chapter 2. Does that make sense of confession? Amen. You can think confession like this. When you go to the court because of something that they're trying to accuse you of and you confess to the judge that you did it, you just confessed, right? Yeah. Judge, yes, I did it. I know I did it wrong. He caught me going 55 into 35. <laughs> you going to get up there and lie. No, judge, I was going 35. He's a mechanical... Mechanical breakdown on the machine. <laughs> Let the lawyer handle all that. <laughs> but, but confession is you admitting that you did wrong, okay? Again, that's for people who are what? Saved. saved. If you're not saved, this is the scripture for you. Acts chapter 2 and verse 37. If you're not saved, this is for you. This is how you get forgiven. Now, after you do verse 38, now you go to First John 1 and 9. And that's when you already saved and you messed up. Okay. Acts chapter 2, verse 37. When you have it, say amen. amen. We're going to read this and we'll close out. Again, thank God for your Facebook and YouTube for joining us this morning in Jesus' name. And thank God for you listening, whoever's listening on this podcast on Spotify in the name of Jesus. Go to our website. If you want to give to this ministry, 
You can find how to do so on our website, www.newransomjesuschurch.com in the name of Jesus. All right, let's read this and we'll get out of here. Acts chapter 2, verse 37. If you want to be saved, this is what you must do. Verse 37. Now, when they heard this, y'all read with me. Ready? Go. Now, when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart and said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles. What did they say? Men. What shall we do? Some people may be asking that right now. Well, I want to be saved. What in the world do I need to do? Look at verse 38. They asked the question, then they got to an answer. Verse 38. Read with me. Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. This scripture, verse 38, gave us three things. Repent. And what else? Get baptized. How? In the name of Jesus Christ. Some places are baptizing people. Father, Son, Holy Ghost. Ain't nobody in the Bible ever baptized that way. If you've been baptized in titles, Father, Son, Holy Ghost, you need to go back to the water and get it done again by me, because I know I'm going to do it right, like Peter said, in the name of Jesus Christ. You get baptized in the name of the one that died for you. Praise the Lord. Repent, which is the turn from your sin. It's not saying, Lord, I'm sorry, Lord, I'm sorry. No, repentance is really an inside job of you saying, I'm done with this mess. I'm fed up with it. I'm tired of it. That's repent. Repent, the Greek definition means this. A change of mind which results in a change of conduct or a change of mind that results in a change of lifestyle. That's what repent is. But that happens on the inside. Praise the Lord. Okay. Repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. And it's for something. What is it for? That baptism. Remission. Remission means forgiveness. I like to use this word because they both start with R. Remission means removal. That's what remission is. So when you get baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, it's for the removal or the forgiveness of sins. So for a person who is not saved, who has not obeyed Acts chapter 2 and verse 38, this is your plan of salvation. This is how you get forgiven. 1 John chapter 1 and verse 9 is how I or we who already did Acts chapter 2 and verse 38 gets forgiven. That makes sense? This one here is for sinners. 1 John is a letter written back to the church. That's written to people who are already saved. So repent, get baptized in Jesus' name. That's going to wash away every sin, forgive every sin that you've ever committed. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Having the Holy Ghost is what you need. And in order to receive it, he gave you two things to do. Repent and get baptized. When you do those two things, God said, I'll do my part. So there's three things. Repentance, baptism, Holy Spirit, right? You have one thing to do. Your part, for those who aren't saved and haven't done this, or for those who've been baptized and ain't repented. If you've been baptized and you don't have the Holy Spirit, it's because God waiting on you to repent. (laughs) I'm waiting on God to fill me with his spirit. No, he's waiting on you to get rid of your mess. He's waiting on you to cut out your trespasses and iniquities and transgressions and disobedience. God waiting on you. You ain't waiting on him. Praise the Lord. So there's three things. And you got one part. The preacher got one part. And God got one part. Your part is to repent. My part is to baptize you. That's easy. My part is easy. I don't get like Michael Jordan. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Yeah. We got your baptism certificate fixed too. Praise the Lord. Look, yo, you know, you told me now I do it. So, y'all look at the secretary. All right. <laughs> Listen. Okay, so uh, your part is to repent. 
My part is to baptize you. God part is to what? Fill you with the Holy Spirit. So if you do your part and you allow me to do my part, we know God going to do his part. Amen. Right? Because God is not slack concerning his promise. It's not his will that any should perish. He don't want none of us to die and go to hell, but it's that he wants us all to come to repentance. That's, the, that's one of the scriptures we read, 2 Peter chapter 3 and verse 9. He wants us all to come to repentance. Praise the Lord. So the two types of forgiveness here, sinners, Acts 2.38. After you obey that, you ain't going to live a perfect life, right? Then you come back and say, Lord, I done met. Now you confess and God say, I'm faithful and just to forgive you of all your unrighteousness. Amen. Don't that make sense? So that's forgiveness. Whenever you trespass, whenever you cross the line, just come to God and say, Lord, I done trespassed. I done messed up. Forgive. Now, that don't mean ask him to forgive you. Then you keep doing it. You ain't repent. Repent is a change of mind or a change of heart, which results in a change of conduct. If you keep coming back like the Catholic Church do, they keep going to confession and say, oh, I did this and I did. And they tell them to do five Hail Marys and your sins will be forgiven you. And then they do the same thing. The next confession booth they go to, same sin over and over. They ain't re Why they keep doing it over and over? Because they haven't repented. Repentance is a change of lifestyle. Praise the Lord. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. So, Pastor, been humble this night, this weekend, because I said, Lord, I got to do better. <laughs> I got to do better. Praise the Lord. Yeah, and that's what God's trying to help help with us all. Help us all do better. Right? Praise the Lord. Well, I hope y'all come back. <laughs> I hope y'all come back. Praise the Lord. Amen. Thank God for your Facebook. Thank God for your Spotify in Jesus' name. And thank God for your YouTube. God bless you. May heaven smile upon you. Thank you.